Good morning ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Light of Lynchia Progressive Esoteric Channel. We are talking about in this season the recalibration series. So today we will speak about recalibration of the moon, the mind, the manas, the lustful one, the one who is fickle, the one who is a trickster, the one who has no light, derives its light from the light of the sun the soul that is and we are speaking here in terms of Vedic texts and what they speak of so the mind of the manas as per Vedic texts is one of the most fickle aspects of this dimension where we take in birth as souls in a human body suit so what happens in the mind the mind is full of propensities and desires, the desires to fructify or to actualize or to physical manifestation of all kinds of desires, all kinds of passions in the three-dimensional world. So you have all the twelve ascendants. The twelve ascendants by themselves give the energy of the sun and where your soul has come to play out as Mercury, as Venus, etc., etc., even as the moon. But the moon or the manas in this new energies must recalibrate. What will the moon recalibrate to with all its lusts and passions or desires? It's just a desiring machine without any light of its own. It derives the light from the sun. The moon is just a blank, dead satellite of the earth it just takes its light from the sun and shines. This is the analogy given in Vedic texts about the moon. The mind is a blank slate, is a, a void kind of, there is nothing in it per se, it doesn't have an element of its own. So it takes its light from the light of the 27 nakshatras and the light of the sun and pretends, it is a great pretender, a trickster as we spoke of. It's a great pretender of things. So as the moon moves through the 27 mansions or even in the tales and the mythology given as moon having 27 wives, the wives of the moon, those are the 27 constellations or the nakshatras. <coughs> As the moon moves through them, one a day almost, so 27 days completes, one and some days, quarter days it moves, so that finishes the 30 days of the month, one day almost per nakshatra. So imagine the fickleness of the moon. One day it's pretending like it's a Rohini. One day it's pretending like it's Kritika nakshatra. One day it's pre pretending like it's Ardra nakshatra. So it's very fickle. No wonder all of us, myself included, all of us are so moody from one day to the next. Now in the new energies, everything is shifting, including the mind. So here in the recalibration series, we are speaking about the new energies and how it will affect the craziness of the mind. Mind by default through ages has been crazy. The craziness comes from its fluctuation from one moment to the next. It is constantly in a flux of what should I derive next when there is nothing to fill it up with. 
it's like you're trying to fill up a void let's just take a simple example of you're trying to fill up a wide space with stuff with stuff of desires with stuff of i want this i want that material partnerships wealth recognition fame career jobs i want this from life i want that from life well you can get all those things there's nothing wrong with that but in the new energies the mind recalibrates as stepping back from itself and going into the soul aspect which means to say how it will show up as is people will go through more craziness individually and collectively only to come to a point of detachment from the mind more like a zen like quality about uh, observing one's own mind you can go and play out all these things all the 27 nakshatras or whatever your desires or propensities are but it will be from a detached space one realizes that this is just the mind and the mind is playing out through the body the body is also part of the mind this is why the psychosomatic aspect is so crucial whatever we think feel is affecting directly on the body and the body parts we talk about the planets and the ascendant houses as different parts of the body also like the ninth house is the house of jupiter which is the thais right so the sagittarius house of sagittarius is the house of the thais the 10th house is the house of knees or the capricorn so we have all these ascendants we have spoken of and the energies that they carry which gives us a vehicle a direction of esoteric path where we can understand it better it's a question of understanding it in the right light folks that's what it is understanding the text in the right light minus all the mythology minus all the storytelling this isn't a story this is a story of this isn't storytelling this is life this is what you are experiencing but life or what we call life is beyond the storytelling itself life is eternal life is always flowing everywhere in the earth all the time if we get in touch with that life if you ever had a glimpse into that kind of life or a kundalini kind of awakening you know what i mean it's much larger than one's self it's so large it might even bring you to your knees it might make you weep with tears it is so big and it's so vast and so encompassing and the mind is such a like a child playing in the garden just acting out its propensities it feels like that in front of life oh you're just a sweet little kid you're just acting out your tendencies so in the new energies the moon must recalibrate as understanding each one has to do is in his or her own timeline of course there is no fixed path here it's a pathless path so to speak it can happen anytime the awakening of people but to the old souls listening to this and to all the people who astrologers who want to use this first study the mind where the mind is which moon nakshatra it is in because the nakshatra is everything for the moon 
It's not so much concerned about the zodiac. It's more concerned about its own nakshatra. So the constellations through which it filters the propensities. If one is born in Ashlesha nakshatra, for example in Cancer, they will tend to act out the propensities of Ashlesha. So the idea is to bring awareness first. As the first measure, as a first step, taking step-by-step approach for the common people, first is to make them understand where they are going, where the mind is going. It's not who they are. The soul is just pure light. It doesn't have propensities. It is above light and dark itself. That's how you can perceive both. Every soul can perceive the light and the shadow. So you from a Vedic perspective, the soul itself is gunatita, that means beyond qualities, beyond even sattva rajasthamas, beyond dark and light. It sees everything. Whatever you are perceiving is not you. It is not the self. It is something else. Whatever that quote-unquote something else might be. So from the soul's perspective, which is pure abstraction of the oneness of all creation before we get to such a high exalted state of affairs let us just speak in terms of the mind first step is to understand the mind itself manas the mind is that fickle guy who wants n number of things to fill itself in the void that it is like a blank dead planet trying to fill itself with things and shiny bright objects like gold or silver or whatever it is, right? We run after things, everything shiny and beautiful. That's the aspect that mind wants to run towards each of us. But if we understand, given understanding even to our clients from the perspective of, hey, this is, you know, knock on the shoulder. Hey, this is what your soul is. This is what your mind is saying. That's not your soul. That's your mind. And through the 27 constellations, this new energies will play out in a way that it recalibrates the higher aspects, the lighter aspects. We are, the earth and everything on earth wants to take a step in the upward direction, in the more sattvic direction. It has been in a tamasic energy for a very long time. So now we collectively, individually and planetarily taking a step up in the ascension energies. We are taking a step up in our vibrational capacity. We are taking a step up in our capacity of all these 27 nakshatras. Remember, all these 27 constellations are capable of a lot of things. It's the capacity to achieve something. It's the capacity of intellect, of emotion, of creativity, art, music, dance, the forms of expression. But that's just the form of expression in the physical. There's a lot more vibrational universes beyond the mind. But it has to come through the vessel of the mind. This is how all mind control is achieved by whoever is doing whatever right now. Right? Mind control can be done. How is that even possible? You might ask. Mind control is possible because mind doesn't have a light of its own. It's a blank slate. You can put anything into it. It's an empty vessel. So whatever comes through the mind has to be evaluated from a deeper level, from a stand back and watch, watch what's happening level. 
Most of the times it is not you. Most of the times it is all the propensities of others. We are living in a sea of consciousness of of Gaia, of the earth and all the plants and animals on it as well as all the humanity on it as well as all the ancestral energy on it. So you see so many layers are there here. The moon is going to start playing out as the higher levels of it, the sattvic level. Remember, each nakshatra also has a light and shadow aspect to it. So we are moving towards the light aspect into each nakshatra. So the moon will start playing out as people will desire more and more good things, more and more compassion, more and more love, understanding, appreciation, reaching out hand to help others. These are all the sattvic aspects. This is where moon is going to recalibrate to the new energies. It is moving towards the sattvic aspects. It can be sattvic. For example, cancer in the fourth house of the Aries, typical fourth house in the zodiac, 12 zodiac ascendants. Cancer is the sattvic, first sattvic female sign. And it goes from Cancer all the way to Pisces, which is a sattvic dual female sign. There are two sattvic signs which it moves through in the physical world. Remember, we talk of female as the Shakti force, as the force which wants to, which moves things in the physical realm. So when we talk of doing things in the physical realm, Moon is necessary. We achieved whatever we have achieved as individuals and as humanity in this world through the mind. It's a vessel to play out different kinds of building structures, getting knowledge, getting emotion, getting wisdom. The emotional vessel and the desire vessel becomes the moon. That's how everything is playing out and has played out for all the civilizations. But the new energies, what's the quality of the new energy bringing into the moon, you might ask? The new energies will play out the moon to a higher level. Not so much going towards the tamasic level, but going from the rajasic level, the passion level, upwards to the sattvic level. How can I use this for the benevolence of all? How can I use this to become a better human being? How can I use this to achieve whatever it is I am trying to achieve? Self-questioning, why am I even doing this? What is the end game here? What am I trying to achieve in the world? What is it feeding me? You see, all these things, the self-questioning aspect of the soul filters into the mind and then brings it out. That's how the sattvic aspect comes in. So spent a substantial amount of time speaking about this energies of the mind. I want you to understand the energies of the mind and how the moon is talked about in the Vedic texts all through. It's scattered all through it. Even in the Vedic astrology, this is the kind of energy that mind brings in. The manas, the moon. You can Google all this stuff and research some more if you want to go in depth of the mind. <clears throat> but just remember, it's an empty vessel. You can put anything into the mind so it is capable of a lot of external influence and swaying of different emotions and passions unless you dis- you decide it's a decision point unless one decides to step 
away. Just a little step back and observe what's going on in your own thoughts, in your own desires, in your own emotions. And go into a sort of questioning mode and sit with the questions. Don't try to answer them because again mind will try to answer them. And mind only knows about the past. Mind has only a collection of memories from past lives and this life. It knows only about the past. If you want a simple trick of how to step away from the mind for just a second, here's the simple deal. Whenever you get a thought, emotion or feeling, just ask one question. Bring me something new and watch what happens. Your mind will go still because there is nothing mind can produce which is new. It does not know the new. It only knows all the vessels and utensils and all the furniture and all the junk we have put in the mind through the past experiences, be it even of the past life. It doesn't know anything else. It cannot produce something new. It only is a copycat of the soul's energy. Okay? But I'll leave you with that much for today. I'll see you more with um, probably I'll do sun tomorrow. Take care and be safe wherever you are.